Hello and welcome to Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm delighted to be back on the Norwegian podcast. Greg, how's things? Yes, welcome back. It's been yes. months. <laughs> it's been a while. And David, how are you? Yeah, well, thank you. It's been so long since I've been on the podcast that last time I was on, Glint were running away with the title. David, that's not happening anymore. It's not. We've got a real title race going on. Really, really good uh, close battle at the top. Um, yeah. Glint and Viking joint on 44 points. Yeah, and Thrums are not too far behind them either. Nah, Tromso, yeah, really bad result for them last week. I have to say, I think that's kind of knocked them out of it, I think. I just don't think, I've never really thought they were good enough to, yeah. to win the league. And that result last week, a 4-0 hammer in it at Sarpsborg, um, should probably put pay to them, I think. Yeah, fascinating. I think that's us getting into the final third of the season, David. Still plenty to play for. Many seasons we've been doing the podcast, Greg, that's our fourth our fourth season, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had seasons where the league's been pretty much done by this stage, haven't we, David? Yeah, Glint have ran away with it once. Molda ran away with it once in the last uh, four years. So yeah, this is this is nice. It's it's a really close battle and um, battles everywhere. The the battle for Europe is still on for that mm-hmm. um, top four spot, and also the bottom is very 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 tight. Um, Volaringa. Big, big club still hanging about the relegation zone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, still pretty exciting overall. Yeah, plenty to play for. Um, speaking of which, we had some European action tonight. Not the best of weeks for the clubs, I don't suppose. Molde didn't make it into the, the group stages of the Champions League, but they will drop into the Europa League, David. Uh, Molde were really unlucky. They were absolutely brilliant against Galatasaray over two legs. Played some really, really good stuff. Scored some really nice goals. Just... Um, Unfortunately, they lost a penalty the other night, an early penalty, and then a deflected free kick, which they also lost a deflected free kick in the first leg, and a last-minute goal uh, right at the end of the first leg, which made it tough for them going away. I think they can be proud of the way they played. Um, disappointing not to, not to win it, but yeah, to go down to Europa League is a nice nice bonus. Um, Bode Glimp tonight took extra time to beat Sepsi from uh, Romania. But they did deserve it and, and got through in the end. Looked very, very tired tonight uh, towards the end of the game. And then Bran as well. Extra time and penalties against Azed Alkmaar, which was an unbelievable performance again from them. Sadly, um, lost the penalty shootout 6-5. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a tough one to take, I think, for Bran. Yeah, and that might have a, an impact on Sunday, Greg. I think we've already kind of got Sarpsborg on our shortlist for the weekend. Yeah, I think we're keen to back against any of the sides playing in Europe, especially sides who've been involved in extra time and penalties. So it's always worthwhile thinking about that. And I would say more often than not, you do tend to benefit from backing against those sides. And we've got some nice angles between David and I for this weekend. Yeah. OK, let's get stuck in. Uh, we spoke about uh, Viking, the challenge that they've made at the top of the table. And phenomenal for them. David, it's at 10, 10 wins in a row. And that last defeat, from what I could see, was uh, to Mulder, uh, a 4-3 defeat when they were actually 3-2 up. So, uh, incredible for them to put yeah. pressure on on Gleamt and because they play before Gleamt this weekend, a chance to go top of the table. Yeah, just just been an incredible run. Um, a late winner against Starbuck last week, which kept that run going, which was really nice for them. Um, I think um, there's been a little bit of... Uh, 
added strength to their team as well this week, this week, which is interesting. They're obviously really pushing for the title. So there's a bit of, obviously, the transfer window's um, not shut yet. As of uh, tomorrow, it shuts. Um, basically, Zlatko Trepic is, is the main man. He's going to be there. Bricalo is the main defender. He's been unbelievable this season. There's been a lot of interest in him. And still, if they lose him, I think, I don't see them winning the league. Um is apparently bids of upwards of 40, 50 million kroners for him, um, which is about four or five million euros. Um, and the other one, Solbakken, um, he's been brilliant recently in midfield. He's had a lot of interest recently. So they've strengthened in preparation for potentially losing people. Um, they've brought in Joe Bell. I don't know if you remember Joe Bell. Was at Viking last year? Was very, very good for Viking last year. He went to Brunby in the winter. He's back. Um, and also Samuel Adegbenro, who was very good for Rosenborg a few years back. I think he was probably at Rosenborg when we started the pod. So they brought him in as well. Um, and looking to strengthen, to, to try and to push the title, basically. So, yeah, this, this weekend, the game against Wallerenga, who are struggling, um, struggling in the third bottom, just... Yeah, just, just been really poor, not improved since uh, the new manager came in. Uh, last week they drew two two at home to Odd, um, a game they probably should have been looking to win. A game they went ahead in at half time, so yeah, um, a home win should should be on the cards for Viking. And and then they're, I mean, the price looks pretty good. Just on that point, David, do you think the Bikis yeah. are giving Lawringa a bit too much respect for that price because yeah. Viking were four to eleven last week against Abike, who've been absolutely brutal yeah. um, in recent weeks. However, they're four to seven Viking this weekend yeah. against a side who really aren't that much better than that back in no, the end. So no, absolutely. I think the four yeah. seven is a really good price. Yeah, I think it is as well. I think their home form's been outstanding. I think I think I'm right in saying it's a sellout in Stavanger this weekend, which is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. The fans are up for it. The players really, really pushing for it, obviously, with ten ten wins in a row. They've not won the title since I think the late nineties. It was the last time they won the title, so yeah, this is this is massive, and and the, the motivation is clearly there, and the price at one point five seven, although it looks short, I think if you take a look at the form, it's just it's a really good price. Yeah, nineteen ninety one since the last won the title. Yeah, there you go, early nineties. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Before we were all born. Well, maybe not. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Man. You just knew that was coming, didn't you? Uh, just on the soul back, and I just kind of had a quick look there. Obviously, not the same soul back, and who played with, with Glimt. Uh, too much fame a few years ago before he got moved to Roma, I think it was, was it? Uh, yes, uh, no, but um, son of uh, Norwegian Stalic. manager Stolis Olbuchen and has just been called up to the Norwegian national team to great um, uh, Twitter con- uh, Twitter uh, conversation, shall we say, on why is he getting called up over some other players? Is it anything to do with it? His dad is the manager. Classic <laughs> uh, schoolboy stuff. Bit of Norwegian, Norwegian nepotism, is it? Yes, yes. Um, Just on this match, I think although Vorenger are, I think it's a pretty poor price at 72, I think there's a good chance they might score in this match. Uh, I think, as David said, it's a sellout, McCracken atmosphere, Viking are absolutely flying. I think we could see goals in this match. I think the last seven meetings between the sides have all delivered both teams to score and over 2.5 goals bar one. So I think could be in for a great game and four to five for both teams to score and over two point five goals. Yeah, um, as you say, David, I think that four to seven's not to be sniffed at either, given the form that V King have been in as well. 
yeah, the goal, I like the I like looking at that and and goals as well. It looks at a good angle. I think. Um, yeah, as Greg says, it's just it's going to be an attacking game with two teams who who score goals. Yeah, you touched on the the transfer market. Yes. Uh, the window closing uh, as we are recording it's tomorrow night. Um, I guess some of the figures that you've quoted there are you know, type of numbers that can't be turned down by clubs like Viking. Yeah, difficult, very difficult. Um, I think it's basically becomes down to the player more than more than anything. When when I think you get offered that sort of money, it's difficult. Um, Sivert Mansberg is the one from Molde who who's going to be the big transfer away. He's um, he's flown to the Netherlands today to finish a transfer with Ajax, which looks around ten million euros, which is fantastic mm-hmm. business for Molde um, and just a fantastic move for a young young midfielder who's been really excellent for Molde in the last few years. But yeah, that kind of money just it's the kind of money that has been coming recently into Norway. Um, and Seems just, to be a lot. Just really, it, since we've it? been doing this podcast, really, the last two three years, I think it's been us three that have driven up the interest. I think uh, the money in the last three years has just been going up and up and up. It's something that Scottish football is not good at. It's selling, selling their brand, selling their players. It's something that they could be better at. And it's something Norwegian football has really, really done well recently. Um, if you look at some of the transfer fees from not just Molde but Bodeglint, Rosenborg. Viking um, and, and even some some of the lower teams like Haugesund and stuff have, have made really good money on players to, to other teams in Europe recently. Yeah. I think it helps when you've got the likes of truly world-class players from the country, like Haaland and Odegaard. You know, I think so too, yeah. You know, boys who have yeah. obviously started their career in Norway, so you know there's a there's a trust factor there, I suppose. That there yeah, is I, there I do is definitely agree with that, yeah. You know, so that, that obviously helps. So I guess from a Scottish point of view, we just need to find our own Haaland and Odegaard. Yes, they're coming, they're coming. I thought it was was that easy. Uh, Okay, let's have a look at some of the games on Saturday then. We've touched on the fact that Brian had a fairly fairly gruelling night tonight, David, there at home to Sarpsborg on Saturday. Yeah, a really, really tough night against Azed Alkmaar. um, Pressing the whole night, they were 3-1 down. Managed to get it back to 3-3. Obviously a full house in, in Bergen, which was just fantastic to see. But they're coming up against the Sarpsborg team who are fresh off a 4-0 hammering of uh, Tromsø off the back of a 3-0 hammering of Odd. They've turned it around after what was a really poor spell. Um, and their price just looks really, really appetising with having Brand coming off that extra time. It's going to be a really tough tough ask for them to lift themselves, especially after the, the way they, the way they lose the game. It's, it's going to be difficult, and I can see Sarsberg getting something from the game. 3.4 Sarsberg um, to win, which is a pretty good uh, pretty good price, I would say. But um, if you weren't so keen on the um, on just the Sarsberg win, the double chance actually is just coming. It's, it was 2.05 when I looked at it about 15 minutes ago. It's coming to 1.9, so yeah. 10-11. Yeah. Still a pretty good price for the double chance, so draw or Sarsberg win. I can see Sarsborg winning the game, but the security of, of, of a draw looks pretty good. Brand are going to be tired. Um, and yeah, I can just, uh, I think the price looks really good. Also, on this game, corners, Sarsborg are going to come flying out the blocks and hit corners. The, in the race to three um, Sar- uh, corners, Sarsborg were t- around 2.37, which Lovely. is pretty pretty nice i like the look of that it's if you look back at, at their last um yeah i don't know how many games 
seven or eight games, they've been ahead on the corner count in every game at half time except one. Um, so generally been getting ahead in the corners, three one, four three, three one, five one, five three, five threes. They've been so they've been dominating the first half in the corner front. Um, I can see, I can see them dominating this game in the corner front just just purely by getting out to a good start. They've won a lot of corner match bets this season. And I think this could be another one. Corner match bet, 2.75 on Sarpsborg. Um, I think that looks like a really good price for a team that plays very attacking football. And if you look at the teams they've won the corner match bet against, like it's not it's not the teams at the bottom they've beat. Um, they, won, they went to Molde, won the corner match bet. They went to Rosenborg, uh, won the corner match bet. Tromsø won the match bet there. So, yeah, they, they've been um, they've been very good for, for corners this year. And this could be another another game that um, I'm looking to, to get on it. Yeah, I like it, David. I think you're absolutely right. Um, Sarpsborg have only lost one of their last 14 corner match bets. So they've won the corner match bet in 11 of the last four, 12 of the last 14, drawn one and lost one. So, as you say, corners, corners, corners. The corners line is set exceptionally high for this match, over 12.5. It's the first time I've seen that happen this season so far in, in the league. But I think the race to three, though, is a nice little angle, especially in the fact that you're needing over 5.5 for Sarpsborg um, to get six. To be fair, Greg, I think uh, Brand not one of the highest corner winners in the league yeah they are but still 12.5 yeah for the corner yeah, lines is a big ask i would much rather take david's um sartsburg race to three i think that's a great little angle and it's probably not an angle we've really spoken about much of um on on the channel or, or on the podcast but it's a nice little alternative when the lines are so, are so high yeah and i know that you were keen to oppose bran following tonight's game as well weren't you yeah, very much so. Uh, I definitely won't be back in Brann at 8 to 11. The value definitely sits here with Sartsborg and obviously circumstantially uh, a really tough and growing night for Brann. And obviously Sartsborg as well. They started the season off really well, Sartsborg. Then they went through a really awful kind of couple of months where they lost, I think, five of their next six matches. But they've beaten odd 3 0 away from home and they've beaten, obviously, a very good Tromso side, so they're back on the front foot, Sarpsborg, and again, this is another match I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, definitely looks like there's some value to be had potentially in that Sarpsborg bet. Um, David, the double chance was what about 10 11? Uh, was it yeah, 1.9 now it was down to, yeah, so 10 11. But you wouldn't talk anyone out of Sarpsborg, no, absolutely. I still one. think it's a good price. I think, yeah. I think I can see them winning it. I don't want to talk anyone out of the Sarpsborg. Uh, win at 3.4 which still looks like a really good price I think it will come in yeah okay another team that was in Europe this week was Mulder they are they've not been great in Europe I don't think have they David you know they kind of struggled I think they lost to the Pharaohs they did not lose their first leg in the other uh, previous round as well but you said they put up decent performance against uh, Galatasaray yeah I mean, they lost in Helsinki and then and then turned that yeah. round they drew in the Faroe Islands and then won in extra time at home. So that was a bit of a struggle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, against Galatasaray, that's honestly as good a performance I've seen from uh, any Norwegian team in Europe, apart from maybe Bodegrunt against Roma. But yeah, just really, really impressive. Um, I think the thing with Molde is 
the rotation is just so much now. They, they, they do rotate like eight or nine players from Europe to the league. So it's difficult to it's difficult to get rhythm, I think, and also mm-hmm. difficult to back them when they're clearly not playing their best team in the league. Um, if Mansfield leaves, um, I'm not sure who plays the deep midfield role. Definitely nobody plays it as well as him. But yeah, I think um, I think it's best to leave Molde alone this weekend. I think if anything, you try and find an angle on how Gusun's corners maybe they're usually pretty good at corners at home. Um, and I think this is a game where coming off the back of Molde's European exit and long trip to Turkey as well, um, I think. Yeah, I think the corners, corners on Haugesson is probably your your best bet in this one. I think they're either four to five to hit five home corners, which they're usually a pretty good home team um, for corners and against a probably tired or slash rotated Mulder sides. Uh, yeah. looks pretty decent. Yeah, Greg, I think uh, David's trying to steal your thunder. That sounds like a Greg Brown and special, but five corners still feels a wee bit in the high side, potentially. No, number one, he's not still my thunder. I'm delighted that Dave was all over the corner. <laughs> delighted. Uh, secondly, as David said, Haugesson had some pretty decent numbers at home and don't tend to like to go above five, but I think four to five for five corners for Haugesson isn't the worst. We've obviously preferred a, a lower line, but um, definitely within the realms of possibility. Yeah. What I would say, David, is that Molda, they've, they've been okay in the league, I suppose. They're unbeaten in eight, won five of those and drawn three. Um, fair to say they're out of the title race now? Yeah, I think they're out of the title race. I can see them catching Tromsø. Um, just, they, they, they look so good, don't they? I, just, I mean, I think it depends. Um, obviously, they go into Europa League. Um, if they get a draw that is qualifiable, um, I think they, they'll probably go for that and, and prioritise that. Mm-hmm. Um, over the league, but you uh, know they could get in a position where they they can't qualify for Europe anymore if they really really prioritise the the European games, and then that's uh, yeah that leaves them financially worse off for next year. Yeah, and that's the danger, I suppose, isn't it? That they do yeah. throw throw all their eggs in the European basket. Yeah. There's, there's still plenty of work to be done to say, secure a, a European place. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I position. think if I'm right in saying, I think they're in the cup. Semi final, yeah, they. Are, I'm pretty sure they're in the cup semi final against um, uh, the the team from the lower league, uh, the team from Division Two. I can't remember who it is. That's really bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in the cup semi final. So they've still got, still got that um, potential route. But yeah, um, obviously they want to uh, want to qualify automatically. I would. Uh, I'd love to tell you who it is they're playing, but I don't think I can pronounce it. Kelsas. <laughs> Oh, shells, yeah, shells. Right. There you go. I, I told you I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so in terms of that game, uh, probably looking at Haugesson corner angle, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I think Haugesson have hit at least three corners in all of their home games this season so far. And they've hit four or more, I think, in seven of those nine home games. So more than they're capable of, of hitting five in this one. Yeah. Again, another match with the goal at the corner line set at over 12 and a half. <laughs> So Biggie's aren't giving us much room to uh, work with, really, here yeah, in yeah. the corner line. Not at all. Uh, OK, let's have a look at Tromsø v Rosenborg. Uh, obviously, Rosenborg knocked out of Europe, David, by Harps last week, or two weeks ago. Uh, Harps subsequently knocked out of Europe quite convincingly tonight, so that <laughs> forum uh, doesn't bode well for uh, Rosenborg. Tromsø, a hammer blow to their 
title aspirations last week, I suppose, and quite a heavy defeat at Sarpsborg. Yeah, Rosenberg going to Tromsø, obviously, a trip north. Uh, is not not usually an easy one. Tromsø's home form has been good, but off the back of that four 0 defeat last week, Tromsø will be yeah desperate to get back to winning ways. But Rosenborg coming in off coming in off their own four 0 win um, against Olsen last week looked really good. Um, got some players back from injury. Um, Olesata is back from injury, and he's the main goal scorer. Um, I think. That uh, Carlo Hose, who's the top man in midfield, I think he's going to Turkey today um, to, to finalise a transfer. So they could lose him, which is a real blow. But um, I think the price in this game for Tromsø looks far too short. I, I, know, I know I've been saying it all season, and it's difficult to it's difficult to like convince myself that. Um, Tromsø aren't a good team but I just I think they've sneaked wins this year um, their goal difference is only plus 8 uh, for a team sitting in third in the league with 12 wins from 19 games that's just pretty low to be honest mm-hmm. and I think uh, I just think Rosenborg are looking a little bit better of late uh, especially in the league where their form in the league has been pretty solid Yeah, anyone who follows the podcast Greg will know that we're very loath to back against Tromsø at home yeah, I think over the last two or three seasons, they've been a great side to back at home. But I'm probably with David on this one. There's probably a little inroad possibly on, on Rosenborg uh, at that price. But saying that, it's maybe a game best left alone, just yeah. given how good Troms will have been at home this season. Or, yeah, or, or, I agree. It's, it's difficult. Difficult to back them and, and, and difficult to go against them. <laughs> As you say, yeah. Rosenborg in very good form at the moment as well. Um, I think they've only suffered one defeat. In six, I think they've won yeah. five of those the last six games. So, in pretty good shape, Rosenborg um, hitting some. One thing with Tromso is they don't hit many corners. No. Um, so there's maybe an inroad here on the, the Rosenborg corner count. Yeah, I was even looking at a goals angle because uh, I think the last time they met in Tromso it was four three. But both sides have been a wee bit shy in front of goals this season with 27 goals scored, um, which is the lowest tallies in the, the top eight um, so possibly not even a goals angle in this one but yeah maybe one that's best left alone. Uh, one that we do have a bit in, or a, an interest in uh, David is a strong squad set v Stabak game um, and it's a goal scorer bet that you quite like the look of. Yeah as I think I think some squad set's price of 5-4 to four looks pretty good. Um, Stabak have been really really poor pretty much since yeah since before the summer. Um, since Paul left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've got, it. I've, got I've got in my notes that they've not won since May. Yes. So <laughs> the last time they won was the 29th of May. Um, in um just been really poor. They've lost um, they've lost five in a row. So Strum's got set at five to four, although Strum's got set form hasn't been great either. Um that's fair to say. Um Strum's got set at five to four looked like a pretty good price. Um They've not been scoring a whole lot of goals of late. Um, since since Brunes left, they've they've looked a bit weak up front. But they have signed um, Hibbs. Fa- shall we say failure? Hibbs. Um, yes, yes, we Failure. Elias. <laughs> uh, Elias Melkerson. So you know, it's, Melkerson, it's funny because I was just kind of thinking Strum's God say are a bit Hibsy themselves <laughs> in terms of just not being able to trust them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, last year at home they were very, very good, but uh, this year they've not been so convincing. But um, Elias Melkerson came in, and and before Melkerson went to Hibs, 
he scored a lot of goals in Oberstligen with, with Ranheim, and usually goals in Oberstligen translate pretty well um, to Elite Syrian. And I think he's, he's going to be playing. He scored on his uh, first start last weekend. Um, it was a defeat to Lelistrin, but he managed to score. He's playing up front. He'll most likely hit penalties. Um, and you're getting 3.25 anytime on him, which I think looks pretty good against a Stabak side who, at the moment, clearly the second worst team in the league, um, just ahead maybe of all of Um I think Strum's got to say it'll win this. And I think if anyone's going to score a goal, it's going to be Melkerson, who is keen to keen to show that he's uh, he's not lost his touch in front of goal uh, yeah. after his trip to Scotland. As you say, what they scored. I'm just looking at 19 goals in 29 games for Ranheim. Yeah. Uh, managed just three and 32 for Hibernian. Yeah. I think he just completely lost his confidence. Maybe the style of play didn't suit him. I was a bit worried that maybe it was a little bit too physical for him, Scottish football, because he's quite he's quite a slight player. Um, but yeah, he's back. Um, back in Norway and, and hopefully that, that suits him. A bit more comfortable. Greg, you interested in that 65 price and Strum squad set? I was until I looked at strong good sets home from this season. And it, it put me off a little bit, but you have to look at Starbucks form and it's it's dire. So I think you can only look towards the home win here, can't you? Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, <clears throat> one team that is really struggling a uh, wee bit adrift at the bottom of the table is Olison. They host Leostrom. Sorry, lost my way for a wee second there. Uh, and I guess, Greg, we'd... Um, well, not long after recording the, the Scottish podcast this evening, uh, and I think I said to you, I'm happy to oppose Clyde against anyone at the moment. I think Olesund can uh, fall into the same category. They are. I think Olesund are a uh, Norwegian Bolshina. Now, <laughs> Bolshina are a Belarusian side we backed during lockdown who were absolutely hopeless and got relegated. But, my goodness, they love the corner. They're hitting seven to eight corners a game and still yeah, went down. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, not quite at that level, but when you look across their last four games, they've hit 10, 8, 10 and 9. 10 of those were at Bran and 9 against Rosenborg. So very much not down and out yet, but they're going to have this up winning game soon. Plus they've got, I think, they've played a couple of games more than the size down that neck of the woods. Uh, Stabic, I've got two games in hand on them and Volrenga. So they're going to have to start picking up points soon. But I'm not really that fussed that they start picking up points soon, as long as they keep hitting corners. <laughs> so, a possible corners line for me in this one. Not to say what the angle is going to be yet, but also to have been very, very solid for corners now for the last five or six weeks. And um, I think there's probably an angle on either the handicap or Allison team corners here. Yeah, uh, David Wilstrom, another team who maybe can't fully be trusted at this precise moment. Are they can they be trusted this week at three to four? It's a little bit short, I think. Mm. Um, Olison's home form of late hasn't been absolutely horrendous. Like they've got ten points this season um, total. Uh, they've all come at home, so yeah. I mean, they've 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 beaten uh, some Godset at home. They've beaten the Rosenberg at home, and they've beaten Mold at home. I just think they've won two out of the last four home games, so I think it's probably difficult to back Lillestrøm, who haven't been that great uh, of late but yeah obviously I'm not going to back Olesund because they they are they are poor but one thing I will say about Olesund and it backs, comes back to the corner thing is um, when, when the new manager came in Christian Jonsson 
there was a lot of chat that it was a very attacking kind of uh, high press, high intensity football, and it, and it was kind of the complete opposite to what their last manager was. So so it would result in yeah more attacking football, and it, it's it's definitely been the way, but it's not been more successful. The five yeah. to six um, plus two on the corner handicap yeah. all seemed, and they're seventy four on the corner match bet. Lillestrøm hit pretty good numbers as well, to be fair. But I think you're going to have to go for over five and a half to make it worthwhile on, on the team corners, which Allison may very well do. Yeah, I'm just looking at Allison's home wins, as you say, David, 1-0 looks to be, if they're going to win any game at the weekend, it'll be by one goal to nil, probably, uh, against Lillestrøm. So, yeah, maybe not a bet uh, on the actual outcome of the game, but a corners angle for you in this one, potentially, Greg. Yeah, and I would echo David's thoughts on the, the three to four on their way win is far too short for me. Just too short. Okay, we'll get to Hamcam v Glimt in a wee second. Let's have a look at Odd v Sandyfjord. Uh, I've got nothing in this, guys. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess, like a lot of matches in this league, Connors is probably the right way to go. Sandyfjord hitting some pretty good numbers, but yeah, it's a difficult game to call for me, this one. David? Yeah, it's, it's um, I think um, just two teams that have been extremely inconsistent this season, especially Sandefjord, who have been absolutely impossible to to, to understand, basically. So yeah, it, I think it's I think it's a leave. I think odds form has really dropped off since they lost their star goalkeeper as well, who was keeping everything out for them earlier in the season. So I think uh, best to leave this one alone. Yeah, let's park that one. Let's have a wee look at that Hamcam v Glimt game. Uh, Glimt qualified uh, for the Conference League. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tonight, kind of laboured us a wee bit, I suppose, against Romanian opposition. They've obviously got Viking absolutely breathing down on hits here, David. Um, two to five to win in Sunday's big game. Yeah, extremely short. Understandable, I guess. Um, they are. They're, a, they're still a very good team. They've just lost a couple of close games. Um, Hamcam, yeah, Hamcam have been okay of late. Um, they've won half of their home games this season, which is pretty good going. And obviously, obviously something they need to do if they want to um, stay up. They beat Rosenborg um, in their last home game, beat Olesund in the game before that. So their form's decent. Um, and Bode Glimt looked absolutely out on their feet um, tonight. Uh, big Pellegrino was cramping up. Pure Turf was cramping up. Bjorkan went off the cramp. Um, yeah, just a really tired, tired bunch of players at the end. And if there's one thing that Knutsen is not very good at, it is rotating his team. And it's something that I think is surprising. Like they have a strong squad, so you'd think he would use them, but it just no matter what, it seems like he just plays the same eleven again and just goes with that 11 that won and if he does that again on uh, Sunday I think they'll be they'll be tired and, and Hamcamp can get at them um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy on Hamcam corners this week I think um, I think it's a, a real opportunity for them to, this weekend against a, a Bodegun team that's tired so Hamcam corners over three and a half is even money so Hamcam to hit four even money against a, a very tired Glint side just looking at the numbers for Hamcam um, of late in their in their home games, they hit seven, five, um, three against Starback. They hit twelve, nine before in the two games before that as well. So plenty plenty opportunity for for them to yeah attack a Bodegun team that's tired and, and 
I think uh, I think a corner angle for them looks pretty solid in this weekend, uh, based off their their previous games. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a Greg special this one. It's not a David special. I'm all for <laughs> it. <laughs> True. Uh, just noticing David that I. Uh, Gleamed who we are two to five when I took my notes about an hour ago now ninety twenty. So obviously some people um you know mm. cast having an eye on that extra time tonight. Um as you say, not sure Ham Cam will get a result against them, but certainly the two to five felt a wee bit short, uh, taking everything into account. Yeah, and the, I mean I can't, they were they looked very tired and the, yes, they have got a good squad and they might they might surprise me and make some changes, but it's just it's just not something he's done before. Mm. So uh, interesting yeah. as well, isn't it? Because this must be Brands. Not sorry, Brand. Uh, Bory Glimpse. What fifth Thursday night in a row? Yeah, sixth Thursday night in a row. They played two games a week. Yeah, good point. I know. I know. It's obviously early in the season for some leagues, but we're now in the last third of the season. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, they have been getting they have been getting the rests at the weekend because if you remember, they had played extra games, and that was purely in preparation for these. That's these weeks that they would get free weekends. Um, so they did get a free weekend last week. Um, and yeah, so they they have had some time off. It's just they, it's just, they look particularly tired tonight. Um, so yeah, it's just picking yourself up in three days. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Might do a ham cam corners ladder, David. Four, five, yes. six, seven, eight. Oh, yes. <laughs> and now we're talking, Greg. <laughs> What uh, what price are we getting for eight ham cam corners? Do we know? Um, just talk amongst yourselves for two seconds, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, ra- I'll race you to find out. Let's see, ham cam. Oh God, I need to, I need to go to the show more. No, I've got it. Here we go. Twenty to one. Twenty to one hit nine. Hit nine. <laughs> yeah. Twelve yeah. to one hit eight. You heard yeah. it here first. Well, let's let's have a bit of that this weekend for a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, Okay, we'll recap the Elite Eden uh, bets before we finish up on the podcast. Let's have a wee delve into the Oberstligen. Uh, so Frederick started at the top of the table there. They're five points clear at the top end. At the bottom end, Shide look doomed. Nine points adrift at the bottom. Uh, they play tomorrow, Friday. Uh, they're at home to Osana. And I know that's one you get your eye on, Greg. Yeah, I think the Oberstligen has been pretty good to us this season. I think we obviously had that inconvenience summer break that they have. Not sure why that's the case, David. Um, the why they have a month off in the summer. Is it because people go on their summer holidays? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, quite less some of the part-timers <laughs> off on their summer holidays when it's a school break. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a league that's been good to us. I think probably about a month ago, this league looked really difficult to call, as in there was six sides right in the mix for automatic promotion. And when you're looking at it now, it's completely transformed. A bit like the Azerian, but in a in a bad way. As in, Frederikstad are now five points clear at the top. And they're only, I think, Kongsvinger are second, four points ahead of Koffa. So you had six teams right there at Christiansen, probably in six, all of that with a chance. But remarkably now, there's a 12-point gap between first and sixth, when only a few weeks ago, it was maybe only five or six points. And as you say, Paul, Shide will be playing Division 2 football next season, that's for sure. Um, It's been a long, long, tough season for them. And that's part of the reason why I'm I'm against them tomorrow night. But the the main reason for that one is Sana have actually picked up in recent weeks. They've actually improved a lot 
um, as well. Their home form as well is, is probably going to keep them in a decent place, I think, this season for Asana um, to kind of beat the drop. I think their home form is really good. But on the road, though, they do struggle. They've only won once in the last 11 games. But they're not going to get a better chance, though, against a side side who I think they've lost five in the spin now. And they've scored just once in those five games. And they've collected just one point from the last 30 available. So absolutely dire form from Shahid heading back, heading into Division 2 next season for sure. And I would say that Osana beat a much improving Royfoss last week. Uh, I think they're worth backing here at 11 to 8. Maybe a little bit shorter now at 6 to 5. But again, shared that early in the channel during the week. And I think Osana, a way to whipping boy Shahid, are definitely worth backing at 11 to 8. Yeah, David and Asana side that's won three out of their last five, albeit those have been at home. Um, I'm guessing they're not disagreeing too much. No, absolutely not. Looks looks like a really solid bet. Just uh, just on the on the top, Fredrikstad. Um, obviously, we talked about them pulling away, and it's just the strength that they've managed to bring in uh, this summer has just made them a much better team. Um, Fredrikstad traditionally quite a a big club. Um, I think they've won titles before back in the, the days, definitely before we were born. Um, <laughs> even me? Uh, I think maybe even you, but yeah, no, traditionally pretty big club and it's, it's nice to have, it's, it'll be nice to have them back, uh, back in the top league. And um, yeah, they they just they just signed well and they've also just signed Bodeglint defender Sigurd Kvile today on loan to, to strengthen up the back. So yeah, they, they look like a really solid bet to get promoted now and, and, and they've won five out of the last six, which is giving them a nice week cushion. Yeah, and arguably they are part of match of the weekend. This weekend they're away to start. Frederick Stad's only defeat so far this season has come at Coffa, who are third on the table, start or fourth. And I guess if Frederick Stad are going to lose another game this season, then it's likely to be at somewhere at start, is it? Yeah, the start are... Pretty unpredictable team, but they, they, they uh, I mean, they, they score it. They usually score a lot of goals. They concede a lot of goals, um, but their home form has been very, very good. Eight yeah. wins out of ten, just uh, one defeat themselves at home. So yeah, a really tough place to go um, for Frederikstad. Although I still fancy Frederikstad to get a result there. Even just, just some of the players they brought in, Oscar Aga, striker, who's just clearly um elite seeding quality and um yeah just I just think that I think they'll be too strong in the running. Yeah so Fredrikstad currently eight to uh, sorry eleven to eight to win at start. Yeah it looks like a decent price but yeah as you as you say start start have been really solid at home this year so it's a it's a tough place to go. Yeah. Okay one that you do have your eye on is Ralph Foss there at home to Moss on Sunday. Yeah Greg mentioned that the the they were beaten by Osana last week, which is a disappointing result. But before that, their form had uh, looked better. They won at home to start. They won at home to Songdal, two really tough games. They won away at Scheid um, the week before that as well. So they'd won three in a row. They'd won away at Kongsving as well a couple of weeks before that, which was a really good result. Um, so their form has picked up massively since the summer break. And against a Moss side at home, who Moss have been... Pretty good since they came up um, from the second division this year, but their away form has not been good. They've only won once out of the 10 games, picked up just seven points out of the 26 points they have um, away from home. So their away form, away form is pretty poor. Um, recently, last week, they lost at home 3-0 against Christian Sund. That was off the back of a really disappointing 3-1 defeat at Bredene. So 
to go to Rayforce, uh, I think it's going to be tough for them. Rayforce, even money, looks really, really appetising. Um, but the classic Greg bet of going for the goal line <laughs> instead of uh, instead of the win. It's 1.83 for Rayforce to score two goals. Um, I think it's a game they're going to win, and I think it's a, a game they'll almost definitely score two goals. Something they've done in our, each of the last four home games against really good opposition. Christiansen, Yav, Start, and Songdal, they've scored four, at least two in each of those four games. So I think it's something they'll continue against Moss this weekend at 1.83. Yeah, Greg, they'll quandary whether to back a team to win or back them to score two goals. It is a quandary. You're absolutely right. I think, though, for me, the quandary is quite easy to solve. The- depending on the price. Now, often you'll find, depending on the league, that the price for the team to win versus the price for the team to score two is roughly the same. There's not much difference. However, in Norway, Division 1, Obersliggen, mm-hmm. you tend to find, obviously, it's a league that's there's lots of goals scored in the Obersliggen. And that 1.83, for me, is just a, not, not, it's not too short. I think it's a great bet. I just think I'm more than happy to back Roy Foss to win. Based on what David said, they've, they've won three of their last four, four of their last six. They're in pretty decent shape, some good wins against some very good sides. And I guess importantly as well, Moss have lost four of the last five. So I'm, I'm happier to take the the evens on the Rayfoss win. Had Rayfoss been maybe a bit bigger to score two, maybe 10 to 11, I would have backed that instead. But there's a big enough gap between the even money and the 1.83 for me to to be happy back in the, the Rayfoss win. And I think they will win this match. Um, yeah. And they'll score two goals. Fingers crossed. Um, anything else catching the eye, Greg, and Oberstliegen? Yeah, I think it's a pretty decent card. I think just to kind of highlight again, last weekend we backed a goal in the first 10 minutes in the four games that kicked off on the Saturday. Was it two weeks ago, I think it was? I think it was 280 to 1. It was 3 out of 4 on the Sunday, and both cards had a goal in the first half an hour. So I can't echo again for the 100th time back these every week. I think mm. on Sunday, there's three games, sorry, four games kicking off at 2 o'clock, yeah. and three games on the Saturday kicking off at 2 o'clock. So I would always back them for a goal in the first 10 minutes and a goal in the first half an hour. And just on this weekend's card, I think Christian Soon from Jon Dallin has goals written all over it. Mion Dallin cannot defend. Christian Sund at home, he'd fancy him to score goals. I think Song Dalvin Ranheim looks good for goals. Brenner at home to Sandnes. Brenner have been excellent at home this season. I think I said on the channel last week, Brenner have picked up, I think, 85% of their points at home this season. Uh, they actually a really surprising result last week, a 3-0 away win at Yerv, a 3-1 away win, sorry, at Yerv last week, which was a bit of a surprise. And yeah, we'll probably see goals at start and Frederikstad so there's definitely enough to keep us going in the Obus League in this weekend and again we'll be keeping an eye out on the lower leagues in Norway as well Volaringa 2 I can pretty much name now the Volaringa 2 starting lineup. Um, <laughs> I have a look at it every week we had a nice one with them on Monday they they sent the kids um, I can't remember who they were playing they, but they, they, they sent the kids to wherever, wherever it was and they ended up losing that match. It was Aaron Natalie. Horton, wasn't it? Horton, that's one. Tim Horton. It was the Eagles of Horton. So, yeah, they, they won that game 5-0. It, it literally was men v boys. It was a, t- a side full of 16 and 17 year olds against a pretty experienced Eagles side. So, yeah, that's the stuff <laughs> we're looking out for um, on, on the channel for, for kind of Sunday and Monday. 
Yeah, David, I was quite keen to ask you about second top V, second bottom. Kongsvinger away to Hod and Kongsvinger are 65. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like a good price. Kongsvinger um, under Vigard Hansen, who had a really good spell with me and Dallin, got them promoted, had a few seasons in the late season with me and Dallin. He's been brilliant this year for Kongsvinger. And had, had I been... Uh, yeah, really struggled. They started the season pretty well and since promotion from uh, from Division 2, but they've really, really struggled since the summer. And yeah, it does look like a pretty good price, um, 5-4 to four for a Kongsvinger team who, again, have strengthened in the summer or try to push for that promotion. And they kind of lost their way a wee bit the last few weeks. Uh, they've not won in the last three, but still I just thought them being uh, that kind of price was worth a, worth a second look. Yeah, I, I do think so. I think they've I think they've strengthened in the last couple of weeks just to, to try and try and push for that promotion automatic and I think uh, I think they're in a good position to do it with the guys they brought in. Yeah. Just to be clear, it's pronounced hood. Hood with that, yeah. Hood with that. I must have missed, missed that week on the podcast. <laughs> it's because they were in Division 2 when uh, when we were doing the pronunciation. So <laughs> yeah, missed that one. Uh, anything else from you uh, in League, League 2? Obviously, League uh, David? No, nah, nothing, nothing sticking out. Just uh, another another win um, for Levanger. Uh, Levanger last yes. week um, in Division 2, Group 2. That's, um, that's now 17 games, 16 wins, 1 draw um, so far wow. this season. Unbelievably, still not guaranteed that first spot because Tromsdalen have been pretty good, but Tromsdalen lost last weekend, which means the gap is 11 points now in Levanger. Ah, looking looking, yeah, looking nailed on you're for an Obost League uh, season ticket at Levanger next season. Brilliant. Tremendous. Greg, we have to make our way over there if it's going to be Obost League in action in Levanger. <laughs> yes, we will. We really will. Definitely. We really can't miss the opportunity. It might only be one season. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, other than the latest Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, true. Uh, okay, can you give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend then, Greg? Well, yeah, there's a number of bets from the Elite Azarian that I'll be sharing on the channel. Most of those bets will be Conrad-related and very much fully aboard David's ham cam to hit four at even money uh, against Bora Glimpse. I'll also be looking at Olison Connors as well as Sartsburg Connors in their trip to... Who are Sartsburg playing against? Bran. Brand, apologies. But yeah, two two main bets for me from the, the Opus League at the moment. So Friday night, Osana's trip to Shide and I've backed Osana to win that match at 11-8. And also on Sunday, I'm backing Rauphos to beat Moss at home at even money. And I'll no doubt have another couple of selections here on the channel before then as well. Yeah. Okay, David? Yeah, uh, let's look at the Sarpsborg versus Brand game on Sunday. Um, Sarpsborg are 1.9 for the double chance. Um, now that's come in since uh, yeah, since about half an hour ago. But 1.9 for the double chance. Still like still like the look of that. Um, also the corner match bet 2.75 to win the corner match bet, and it was 2.37 for the race to three corners as well for Sarpsborg. So we'll like all of them. Um, on to Hamcam. Against Bodeglim, Tamcam, four plus corners is even money. Um, that's also on Sunday. That's the late kickoff on Sunday. Um, Sunday as well, Elias Melkerson, any time to score for St. God's set, 3.25. Looks like a really good price for a guy who's keen to score goals. And 
on to Obers League in Ralfos. Uh, yeah, Ralfos as Greg said, we're even money to win, or you can back the the goals two plus goals at one point eight three, and that's uh, that's your weekend's action. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Now we won't be back with a podcast next week. There are no games due to international action. I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that old favourite. I know. Uh, but we will be back. Uh, the week after, uh, certainly to cover the, the Norwegian game, so don't miss that. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. You can also find details of how to join his private channel. And of course, you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 for some more chat on the Norwegian leagues. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Good luck.